BBE, I lay talking. A report from Mark Anthony Vaines, a.k.a. Ghostman, from an article found on Google. The Cheshire Silver Suited Man, an account of the Nordics. In the summer of 1976, the Reddish Valley Vale area of Cheshire, England, three young children would encounter a mysterious humanoid figure in a strange silver suit. What's more, this figure would simply vanish to thin air, but not once but twice, right in front of the astonished children. The incident would eventually find itself in, into the Mufton M-U-F-O-N records of the remains unexplained. As bizarre as the details of the silver spacesuits sound, they are relatively consistent reports of encounters with such altered figures, encounters that have spread across the decades around the planet. Perhaps then we should consider the apparently equally bizarre claims a one-time Canadian Defence Minister, Paul Hellinger, who very publicly would state that anywhere from 2 to 12 races of aliens are regularly visiting the Earth. Or maybe we should consider NASA's recent discreet announcement that aliens may have visited Earth with little more contention than we otherwise might. One afternoon in August 1976, three children, brother and sister Susan and John, another anonymous boy, were playing near their homes on Westland. Although the destination was near the railway lines, the neighbour had built a small hut for the children, which they always stayed. As the two boys played, Susan returned to the hut. She took, she could take, make orange drinks for everyone. Shortly after she left, the two boys noticed a sudden flash of silver from behind the bushes around the edge of the wasteland. At the, at the same time, they each heard a cracking noise coming from the same area. As each of them turned to look in the direction of the noise, a strange man emerged in the clearing. He donned a silver one-piece suit with a gray, short grey beard but looked, but long yellowish hair. He was stranger though, as the figure wasn't stood on the ground, he was floating slightly above it. Each of the boys remained frozen to the spot watching the silver figure, strange silver figure. Then it simply vanished. John would later recall. It was like a light bulb being switched off. One minute he was there, next he was gone. Susan was still preparing drinks in a small hut, but unaware the two boys had seen anything strange. However, as she finished the drinks, she was a, a, about to carry them outside. A rustling sound came from outside the shed. She turned in her attention to the small window. On the other side of it was a man in a bright silver clothing, looking at her. There was only a matter of time of several feet between itself and the mysterious person. Susan would see the boys behind him, but they were looking towards one of the bushes. After several moments of staring at her, a man suddenly took a small hand shovel from his belt and dropped down to the ground. He began to scoop up the soil, placing the samples in different clear bags. Though it's, he seemed no longer interested in the girl at all, a sudden wave of fear swept over her. Instinctively, she called out for her brother. As soon as she did, so the man vanished, just like he, he had been in front of the boys moments earlier. After composing themselves and now feeling a sense of safety in numbers, the three children 
would venture outside once more to look in for the mysterious stranger. The school stood nearby as the children approached the high fence that ran around the perimeter of its land. They could see the strange figure once again. Like before, he was collecting samples of soil for the ground. Although the ground continued to be quietly approached him, the silver-suited man was apparently unaware of them. When they were only several yards away, though, he went would go down to the ground and then vanish. The trio would stop momentarily and continue on the effort to reach the location where the man had vanished for a third time. Before they could reach their destination, however, they noticed a strange object rising out of the ground, the same spot where this mystery man had been mo- only moments earlier. The top of the craft was a dislike shape with a distinct curve to it. A bottom, on the other hand, was almost perfectly fat. The craft was dark, silver colour, apparently metallic. There were, though, four dark holes in a row on the upper section. They were most likely windows or potholes. The children watched the strange craft rise high into the air before it disappeared out of sight. The sight. Both John and Susan would estimate the man to be of a normal height. They would say the same height as their father, five foot nine. They would describe the silver clothing as like a tracksuit with silver full buttons down the front of the top. On his hands were silver gloves, on his feet were boots with thick black soles. Aside from the bright dirt, he would call his skin was very pale. Furthermore, his eyes were the shape that was like cat, a cat's. Did these three children witness a strange identity from another world? Who knows? A 1976 Norwegian wave, alien wave. Many people in the UFO community refer to this apparent race of extraterrestrial as the Nordics, N-O-D-I-C-S, in a similar way that they may dismiss claims of reptilian aliens, claims of this pale-skinned, long-haired alien race often met with similar disdain. It's easy on the surface to see why, attempted to do likewise. However, the abundance of similar claims forces the least to contemplate all reality of such a race. Perhaps if one hears some uh, similar accounts in 1976. For example, Flint in Wells, an unidentified craft was observed in the field in the middle of the afternoon. Furthermore, there reports of several occupants, almost identical sighting again in the middle of the afternoon, according to Stockport towards the end of the month. A sighting in St. Raphael in France one evening just after midnight saw a cigar-shaped object hovering over a field with several new humanoid figures, clearly visible and moving around inside. According to the report, upon the blast in the column, the objects shot upwards and disappeared. Over the United States in Sterling, Colorado, in the middle of a series of catamaran cases, no less, came a report of three human-like figures witnessed floating over a fence around the field, housing the cattle, farmer's cattle. When the two ranchers went over to the muddy field, there were no footprints whatsoever, suggesting that to any, in other cases, entities floating above the ground surface. Perhaps one of the most but it was one of the first of the August 1966 encounters took 
place in the United States, this time in Wisconsin. In Milwaukee, Miss Coastin, in the middle and the early hours of first of August, nineteen seventy-six, it was just after four thirty a.m. Came another intriguing incident: an unnamed twenty-year-old female witness heard a noise outside that dragged her from her sleep. When she peered out the window, she was shocked to see two humanoid occupants near a strange growing light. She could hear them. She could not could hear them talking, though the language was intelligible to her, and no one could even hazard a guess. The figures were a person average height, and were clearly collecting something from the ground. Suddenly, they both disappeared, and light, and light, like the craft disappeared into the night sky. Perhaps one of the strangest of these afternoon incidents comes from San Diego, in the Dominican Republic. On the afternoon of the 15th of August, 1976, early gentlemen watched in bemusement as a singular, a shining circular object appeared out of the sky and began to descend into his yard right in front of his house. Then a humanoid figure emerged from the craft and quickly scanned their surroundings. Rather than take any further action, though, the figure promptly, promptly re-entered the craft which he took off the breathing brief taking speed. The entire episode had played out in absolute silence, despite the obviously highly advanced nature of the craft. Was this a case of the landing in the wrong destination? The Egg Harbour Instance, West Cousin, West Cousin, W-I-S-C-O-S-I-N. Perhaps of, the, of these other instances of humanoid sightings in the summer of 1976, and there's, those are Egg Harbour, West Cousin, on the 16th and 23rd of August, respectively. First instance occurred around 4 a.m. on the 16th of August. Witnesses Dean Anderson and Wayne Shuttle were attending to the local golf course, ready for a bu- busy day ahead. However, out of nowhere, an orange object descended onto the golf course. Anderson, who was no, was on the golf course mobile mowers at the time, saw a strange figure standing on the course in the bent highlights of the mower. It turned and began running, which prompted Anderson to give chase to the mower. As he did so, he noticed a strange light appear on the creature's helmet. At the same time, the creature's belt also began to glow. Colours of red, green, pink, yellow and orange. He went, he would get to within several feet of the strange humanoid creature. Humanoid before energy appeared to have nowhere, instantly causing the mower to stop. Several seconds later, a scout ship descended on the open doorway on the other side. On the other side, declaring a bright glow inside. Suddenly the figure began to float upwards into the doorway, which closed as soon as possible. As the glow that go was safely inside, the craft just ascended quickly and disappeared. A cosmic scientific mission on Earth in 1976. As little as after 4.15am, 
on the 25th of August, a strange orange glow would descend again, almost the same place. One la- once landed, two human-looking occupants came out of the graph. They would float down to the ground on a brand new light before gathering several samples. They approached Anderson and introduced themselves to scientists from Jupiter and Saturn. This data, particularly in respect, leads many to question the self-physicity of the count of those second one, which is he was only a witness. However, it is perhaps worth noting that many scientists today port to the moons of both these gas giants as like, likely candidates, sporting and perhaps already hosting life. Upon closer inspection, Anderson could see each of the humanoids donned sparkling tight fitting suits. of some glistening metallic material. He further claimed that his parent cosmic entities had different skin, colour skin, one in light tan and the other copper colour, and were extended size of human adult. The previous week, accidentally, Anderson would state the height of the entity to be around seven feet. Was the landing a different race of the alien, or... Perhaps more likely, it was the first incident. The other is the 16th of August, generating. Whereas the second was only one of fancy on the part of the witness, perhaps wishing to prolong attention or even seeking monetary gain. Uh, who are Nordic aliens? Origin. Noic aliens are said to be contactees to be a group of humanoid extraterrestrials. They resemble Nordic, they resemble Nordic Scandinavians, or reported to come from P L E I A D E S. The Polynesian star cluster is around 500 light years away from Earth. It should it should, should allegedly be made up of seven reasonable small stars. Nobody aliens are said to live on planets orbiting these stars. They have white white hair and silver clothes and cat-like eyes. Or to reiterate, units are typically described as six to seven feet tall with long brown hair, blonde hair. They are light blue. They are they are light blue, infecting eyes that should glow that should glow in the dark. Their skin is said to range from fair-coloured to tanned, and they wear skin-tight clothing. They are reported to be an excellent physical shape and very muscular bodies.
agenda. Norwegian aliens have been described as benevolent or even magical beings. They want to observe and communicate with humans. Quantities have said that Nordics are cons- concerned about the Earth. They want world peace and may transmit messages temporarily. John Carter contactee would describe them as parental, watchful and smiling. Anatomy. Lonely aliens have powerful eyes, therefore see in the ultraviolet range. A shape of the blood cells is bioconvex in comparison to that of a human. Their brains look similar, but it's certainly harder and are one two point mil mil thicker. Passive humans, their heart is located at the liver. Their heart rate is also faster with 242 beats per minute. Besides reports by contactees, some ufologists say there's no solid proof. Former U.S. Congress and Pentagon consultant Timothy Good believes in them. According to him, Dwight D. Elsevier arranged for a meeting with them. It also exists the in, in, interruption of the seven, seven television broadcasts in 1977. A speaker from the, these aliens interrupted transmissions for six minutes had an interesting demands. Thank you.